Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And it's all summed up in this next clip that I want to show, which shows how all this makes people feel inadequate. And all this is designed to make people feel less than adequate. Present people, you probably think you're inadequate. The reality is you are. <laughs> and uh, the wonderful thing, though, is who the Lord calls, he qualifies. And uh, by yourself, President, you're inadequate. And the same to all called to any position of leadership. But the Lord qualifies us and helps us. Why aren't we just enough on our own? What, what's, why, does, why does he have to tell the brand new stake president of the brand new Birmingham stake? It's going to be a difficult job for this guy. He's, he's shaved his 25-year beard off because he was told to. He's made life changes. And what does he get told in front of all these people? He's inadequate. But it's okay because Jesus will make it better. I don't even know what to say, Julian. Yeah, there's a few things there, isn't there? I mean, the way that he said it... It's just horrible, wasn't it? Just felt mm-hmm. horrible. You know that that real kind of smugness. Um, you know something I would love to. I don't. We haven't got time to really talk about it. Here. Maybe this is another um, time for uh, a conversation for another time. Um, but there's so much damage being done with these kind of rhetoric. You know, because what happens when you, you're failing in your calling? Mm-hmm. What happened? You know, does that? Well, God's withdrawn His help now. God's withdrawn his help, you know. Um, yeah, sorry. It, 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 uh, no, 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 please. All of this stuff. I mean, the, the whole... Uh, and I think it is impo- it's important to say that I probably should have said this beforehand. You know, there are lots of people on that stand that I really... Who I really love, you know. And, and there are lots... You know, these people are great people. The problem isn't with with the people per se. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a system. It's a, it's a, a problematic system. There's some lo- lovely people there, but the whole thing, you know, it, it was very predictable. The whole meeting was very predictable. We knew that they were going to make some changes. Knowing how many people are leaving the church, we knew that they were probably going to close a stake. Um, so that was very predictable. And then once they'd done that, we knew that the talks were going to be ex-stake presidents president's wives and new state presidents and new state president wives and all that, that stuff which and and all of this really horrible just kind of patting each other on the back and stuff like that you know and I, I don't mean to be critical of anyone because that's just what we do it's how we've been trained but it's awful it's the it just the way that it and i know a lot we don't really talk about how damaging the churches to men and so i know i feel a little bit i'm on dangerous ground can i, here. Can you, I then take a minute yeah you, you you say because they're what yeah because i this is something that i definitely wanted to bring out in this because mm-hmm. we talk about being hard on systems and soft on people and after we did the review on thrive we touched on this kind of hierarchical thing that that does damage men you know it's awful that women don't even get a look in a lot of the time but there's times when we don't get promised things so it's not a failure when we don't achieve them whereas i think this kind of like there's only so many spaces at the top thing is really quite damaging to men and 
I think today it was evident that there was there was um, tension between a damaged system and good men. I know those people as well, and they they are good men within that system. Um, when you drop a stake, got my maths right, 12 high councillors and three and three on the presidency, you're dropping 15 people. That's axing of 15 people. Um, ironically, a third of them were cast out, you know, um, out of the three stakes. You're dropping, you're dropping that. And although it might sound harsh, it felt a little bit like the Hunger Games at times because um, there was there was lots of gratitudes of service um, for each other. So state presidents and councillors um, kind of congratulating each other and also ex-state presidents um, vouching for support for their new congregants as they kind of hand them over. It's a bit of an emotional time for them. Um, and I had a bit of an eye-rolling moment um, because it was a bit of an unpolished boys club. But when I thought about it, there was such a rawness to it and such a vulnerability to the fact that there were some men that had made it and some men that hadn't. And I know that's not the way we like to look at it, but when you have got people going up saying, I can't believe my husband. And it, and I'm, I'm not saying that those people are wrong, but there was a, an almost vulnerability on those women as well because they were it was almost like a, they'd finally been validated in their life. They'd finally, you know, been seen by God. And so that was all gushing out in a very vulnerable way. But it really spoke to the system that we have that is that is pretty broken. It was unstaged, unstaged and it was, it was vulnerable. Um, and I thought about those 15 men and thought about how um, I'm sure that there was an element of feeling relieved that they didn't have that responsibility anymore but then when they return home again there's all there's also going to be an element of I didn't make it I didn't I didn't quite make the car and when you've got there you've got Elder Stewart saying if we haven't managed to speak to you then thanks for your service you know so some people haven't even been spoken to and they've been released and, and we just do such bad aftercare and pastoral care for people and I think this was a this was a, a telling of it really there's, there's another comment along with that as well if I recall correctly so I think they said um, you know, those people that have been released, um, you won't be released for very long, you know, kind of thing like something else is coming for you now. Um, and what about those people that it doesn't? What about those people that aren't now, you know, that were serving on the, on the State High Council and they don't get a call? And I mean, fortunately for them, I know this is all really messed up discussion because it's, it's all a bit bonkers anyway. But fortunately for them, they, they probably will because we're so low on numbers, you know, especially in terms of priesthood callings. You know, we need as, as many um, men that we, that we can to, to, to fill those positions. Um, but I just think that can be really, really damaging because when you've especially got... Um, especially because they've had their state president described as inadequate right yeah. They've, yeah. they've just had their state president described as inadequate sorry julian <laughs> no sorry it's all right i just realized that we, we haven't plugged the, the laptop in it's just warned us it's warned us and, battery. Oh, okay it's okay we've got it and it could have been anywhere in our house the laptop lead could have been anywhere but we found it so i think we were inspired there's a real sense of urgency behind all this. Um, I just want to share that next clip and now I want to get all your thoughts um, because where we haven't heard from some of you in a, in a hot minute. Okay, so urgency. Let's go. Let's open this up. Because this is direct from the top. Two weeks ago, we had a lot of Elder Quentin Cook called a seminal event. He met with the five mission presidents in this country and two of our area senators, the other two, 
last night. And he shared some thoughts. At the end of his thoughts, he said this. He said, if there's one thing I want you to take away from this weekend, we spent Saturday and Sunday with him. He said, it's in one word. And I want to share that one word with you today. The word is urgency. There is an urgency. Elder Cook said, we need a renewal of commitment. We need a renewal of effort. We need a sense of urgency to pour over this land, talking the United Kingdom. That's the invitation today. Today is the culmination of the dedication of the last 50 years in this area. And now the morning breaks and a, a new dawn arises in the Birmingham area, surrounded, of course, by Coventry. And um, as of the 1st of July, the mission boundaries changed. So Leicester and Nottingham and uh, Northampton and Norwich and Ipswich, will, will, which will make up the Birmingham mission. So we've got a little bit of um, insider info there about what's going to happen with the Birmingham mission next, but also that Quinton Old Cook wants this sense of urgent urgency. They're trying to develop almost this British moment. Um, they've seen what we're doing in terms of our British moment, and they clearly just want to emulate it. Um, that's what I'm going that's with. That's what it is. Uh, Peter, what are your thoughts? Well, I called it. This hasten the work. Urgency. Mm -hmm. Get busy. Get urgent, but with not a single new idea of doing anything different. And they like, and the, they tried that with the British rescue, but even then, they almost said nothing. The apostles, they were so useless. It was just, oh, uh, invite a friend, we'll build you another chapel if you grow and need one. You know, speaking at mm -hmm. Hyde Park Chapel, and um, while well, Welling Ward up the road still doesn't have one, and um, it, it's just, you know, this is what it's going to be. Um, translate urgency, panic, 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 panic. Mm -hmm. One of our great sitcoms, Americans, is called Dad's Army, about the sort of the home guard during World Quite War II. Right. And, and they have a catchphrase, don't panic, while well, they're all panicking. Um, <laughs> but this one is, panic, you need to panic more, be more mm -hmm. urgent. Why are you not having that passion? I've been speaking to, my dad's never going to watch this, so I was talking to my dad, because um, I've been there for a few days, and um, he just talked about, you know, why why he thinks things have declined a bit. Um, and he just said he really feels that people just in the past they had a, an, a like a sense of passion and fervor and you know high intensity religiosity and that we don't have that now. Um, and it said again, it's just this thing of it's always our fault. We're just never trying hard enough. And I'm like, you, you, I, we, all of us in this country have given 129% of everything to this religion. We have worked and worked and worked. You have worked and worked and worked. You have slogged so hard to slowly build these congregations into where they were 20 years ago, from nothing really. Um, and with utter devotion, I mean, you almost unique loyalty and hard work. And, and this is the thing that it sort of gets, I'm, I'm very intellectual with my passion about reforming the church and, and ideological and philosophical. But where my heart is, is the kind of two things. My dad, who's served as in district leadership, bishop, or the whole thing, um, and, and you know, just worked and worked and worked for this religion right into old age, is still feeling that he's not adequate or we haven't tried hard enough and that's what the problem is and my mum with her visceral hatred of polygamy <laughs> um facing 
an, an afterlife which is still a kind of a blank um, and worried, you know, the whole the, the whole ghost of polygamy type thing. Um, really not trusting her super faithful Mormon husband, he might not say yes to polygamy at some point, which he's, you know, made very clear their marriage is over if he does it, just to remind you, Dad. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, so I'd, th this is the thing. What we're going to get now is people who are exhausted. If they're anything like what I've been seeing in our stakes over the last 10 or 20 years, People are burnt out. They have lost their mojo. The promises they were given didn't happen. Their wards haven't become stakes. They've become branches. Their promised extended family of faithful temple married children has not materialized. Most of them have left the church. They're doing great. They're really great kids. We started them off well. They're, they're, they're good citizens, you know, because mm. of their Mormon upbringing in many ways. But they, they're not touching this religion with the barge pole now. Um, mm. And so they are now going to pile on. They're going to rapidly finish burning these poor leaders out because they're also going to add, you all need to have temple callings. So as well as somehow having urgency to, to save your wards and stakes, to do amazing missionary miracles with a dwindling missionary force with fewer and fewer full-time missionaries, we are also going to want you all to dedicate, I bet I just... I'll bet a tenor at some point soonish, particularly when the temple gets going, they will be asking everyone to dedicate, say, 10 hours a week or a month to temple work, to work mm -hmm. as ordinance workers. And they are going to burn these people out. And they're going to, the people have been asking in the chat, what's the different, why are wards drinking, but you give them a temple? The mission I served in Florida Tallahassee Mission, both of the branches I served in for two years have disappeared. And they closed the Tallahassee mission, but they've given them a temple. It's like there's no attention to how are we going to have people actually wanting to go to the temple or enough people to go to the temple. And putting a temple there will kill it off. So I'm, I'm, this is why I'm, I'm getting hysterical about him saying the word urgency. These people have been urgent for decades and they can't do any more. And you're about to ask twice as much of them. In, and they're exhausted mm. give them some hope change that do something different so that they get different outcomes otherwise it's all futile and it's pathetic and he's making false promises that some big miracle will occur and we'll just get to pd in a sec but that's why he's basically saying oh you've got a week a week's enough time to to deal with all these things right a week's enough time just go to your bishop next week get yourself a temper recommend deal with it right this all the sense of urgency because they know They've promised a temple to a place that can't run one where the members are already... Well, you'd hope they know, but actually it just seems like Russell M. Nelson has said, I want a temple. And now everyone else is charged with making it work. And the way in which they make it work is to try and get the members in the area who are already absolutely burnt out, as you've quite rightly said, geared up and ready to start serving in a temple. It's, it's madness. PD, you had a point, please. Uh, I was just going to say that all the time he was going on about urgency... All I could see was um, kind of the classic comedy uh, clip of a guy in the 1920s in front of an old car trying to crank the engine. Mm -hmm. And even though the engine's making funny noises, he doesn't look under the hood. He just keeps trying to crank harder and harder and harder. And it's kind of like that. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. So 
more missionary work, more missionary work, more temple work. So they're just cranking when they're hearing strange noises from the membership. There's problems that they don't want to look directly at. But if they lifted the hood and, you know, checked out the fact that half the engine has left, then they'd realize, oh, cranking's not going to work. We need mm -hmm. to do something else. And they're not yeah. doing anything else. It just seems like a, a regurgitation of media um, kind of media programs, you know, with the old uh, referrals, send your friend a DVD in the post with the missionaries. Mm -hmm. You know, now we've gone to YouTube videos and social media. It's just the same thing over and over with different technology. Mm -hmm. And now they're just saying that repentance is easy. That's the way they're trying to get around. They're just trying to reassure people repentance is easy. Take a look at this. Hey. Now, one of the things that President Nelson has really helped us understand is the gift of repentance. Now, there's a challenge with the word repentance. In English, we say repentance. In Spanish, I've been to all these places on state conference download this, they say arrepentimiento. In French, they say repentir. In Italian, they say pentirsi. In Romanian, they say pochan. All of those mean repentance. Now, one of the challenges with the word repentance is that the only thing it means is repentance. So it's it kind of opens up to lots of different meanings and interpretations. Now, the Germans, as Sister Bell will tell us, are very, very efficient. And they have chosen a different word. Whatever they use for repentance is Umkehr. Umkehr means simply turn around. So if you're driving along the road and you find you're going in the wrong direction, you're going to Umkehr, you're going to turn around. Satan wants you and everybody else to think that repentance is very, very complicated. He wants you to think it's difficult, it's tough. Now, yes, if we have a habit or a vice that has been going on for a long time, it can be difficult to change that habit, yes. But it's not difficult to repent. To repent, we just turn around. We just stop doing what we're doing. We may, in some cases, need to confess. Generally, we just have to confess to Heavenly Father and say, look, I recognize I need to stop this. Today I'm going to stop smoking, and I am never going to smoke again. I'm going to stop drinking coffee or whatever whatever may be stopping us or today i'm going to start paying my tithing it does not need to be a long complex drawn-out process simply repent and turn around satan's the master of complexity he wants you to think this is hard the lord is the master of simplicity so he almost went full uchtdorf there he almost went the beautiful flower of the gospel has been buried under a mountain of sediment right that is a true statement about the church. You look at the simple things of the church, they've been buried by all the complex things that men like him are trying to get us to do. And as is very pointed out beautifully by Ruth Heath, child abuse? Again, it's tea, coffee, drinking, cigarettes, not paying money to the church. Those are the things people need to repent of, clearly. Not the huge moral issues, Julian, please. And then I'm not sure why PD's turned around. We'll get to that. I'm really turned around, around. PD. He's, I'm repenting. Um, he's, he's, oh, he's about to care. <laughs> okay. It'll only take him a few minutes. Um, yeah, even that. I mean, obviously, yeah, there, we've, we've already said this, haven't we? There's much worse sins than that. Um, that's just very superficial. But even that, I just think that just shows your complete lack of, of understanding here. If you've, if you've smoked every day of your life since you were 14 just stop just say, i'm not going to smoke anymore and you just think whilst i love the message of look mm. repentance i mean really what i would love to for him to have, have said and maybe this is what he meant and he just didn't explain himself well um 
I would love it if you would have said, repentance isn't about getting it all right. Repentance isn't about stopping sinning. It's not. Repentance means turn around and face in the direction of Jesus. Yeah? Being that, think that's where I want to go. doesn't matter whether you're any good at it or not. What's important is that you're saying, that's where I want to be. So yeah, I'm, it's I'm, a very Christian message. <laughs> yeah. What um, are you on about, Julian? Yeah, but, but uh, that's what I love. That That's the message that, that appealed to me. Well, that's what I drew out of it because I'm not very good at, at, at being very good. Um, and, and for me, that's what it's all about. Turn around means you, you, if you're not facing Jesus, turn around and face Jesus and, and try and be like him. It doesn't matter whether you get it right or not. Um, but, you know, that, that example of, well, you know, if you, if you smoke, just, just stop smoking. That, that's easy. You just think, well, but for so many people, it's not, and those other scenes are not, so straight away they're going to go, I can't do that. Mm. I'm, I'm not strong enough. I'm not Jane. good enough. Yeah, so I'm going to have to dash away because we've got an interview that we're ready to start in about 15 minutes. So I'm going to do this super quick and then leave you guys to finish the conversation here, which is awesome. Um, thank you for facilitating this, Nemo, and thank you to an amazing audience. Um, I really think that they don't have the words. I, th I think this is the perfect example of you come so close and I don't think it's about um, badly expressing yourself. I think it's you You don't have the words to explain the beautiful message that you could be presenting. It's presented in terms of do better, be better, do more, be more. Um, the stuff that has burnt us out for years. Um, the message that you're not good enough is, is something that is twisting the feeling that we're going to have whenever we're doing our absolute best, these are people who are giving up so much of their time in their lives to serve in a church and get very little in return in, in terms of material or, or recognition. To be told that you're not good enough is the opposite of what Jesus teaches. Jesus is supposed to be the, we teach that Jesus is the person who uh, who strengthens, who when you're at your limits, you're, you're not alone. You are in this incredible relationship with deity and that's a strengthening thing and you can draw on that power. It's not talking about being perfect, like, like Julian's saying, um, repentance is supposed to be enabling and exciting and transformative but instead it becomes part of that do better be better message i feel like although i've made it really clear we love these people who who we're speaking about the people who are in charge of our wards and stakes and have been over generations that you know these multi-generational families just to call it out you're getting it wrong you're screwing up you're screwing up a really really beautiful message because you guys are not listening you're not hearing your own stuff you're not believing your own stuff and you're not listening to people who actually come to church and have a message for you um Stop treating our wards and stakes like they are your little kingdom and where, where you can go and feel validated by, by maintaining this safe space. We're supposed to be able to come out of these safe spaces and put ourselves out there and really learn and really be transformed by the gospel. Um, 
just the the final thing that I want to say just before I, I, I scoot away is if you want to do better, the church in the UK, if you want to do better, if you want stakes to start opening again, if you want to start, if you want those miracles to happen, let Peter come back to church um, as, a, as a fully active member. Uh, give Nemo his temple recommend. Um, be that church that Julian is talking about that he actually thought that he was signing up for. Do all of those exciting things and listen. Um, open your bloody Ward Facebook pages. To, it's harder to get into a Ward Facebook, a state Facebook page and group than it is to get into the temple. This is the digital age, people. It is not difficult. Make churches accessible and that means you're more than a building start actually serving um and yeah with that i am out thank you so much nemo i love you all see ya bravo jane okay so uh when we're done here you absolutely should go over to 21st century saints i want all 292 of you that are watching right now to go straight from the end of this straight over to 21st century saints show them loads of love their conversation tonight is going to be brilliant. So if you want more of this, go straight there afterwards, okay? Um, we were right when we were talking about how they couldn't quite get their message across. They couldn't quite say what they wanted to say in the right words. Um, and so I'm going to share a little bit of that mixed messaging now that we saw later on. Um, this was picked up by Sarah Elizabeth. Thank you very much for spotting this. Um, here we are. It's very dangerous for us to interpret revelation from God. Our job is not to select the new state president. Our job is to determine who the Lord has selected to serve. So it's dangerous to interpret revelation, but it is their job to determine who the Lord wants to serve because that's not interpreting revelation i'm confused anyone got any thoughts for me no okay <laughs> yes what? yes yes, yes go on. we're still think... confused with you <laughs> no it's it's the same old thing about him telling the other guy that he wasn't good enough it's the leader trying to be self-deprecating and be like, oh, it's not about me, it's not about me, it's about the Lord, when priesthood leadership is all about the priesthood holder. Um, let's be honest, the wife mm. is there to support the priesthood holder, and, yeah, it's it's all about them and the way that they interpret revelation, or, you know, if they had a curry last night and they feel a particular movement at a certain time when you stood next to them, watch out, it's a new calling coming. You know, it's a curry calling. It's a curry calling curry trademark. Calling. We've got yes. Poojazzle and curry calling now. It's a curry calling. <laughs> you're rocking. You're changing the whole lexicon. <laughs> no, Jane, Jane didn't have anything for me. Um, but I'd say, Jane, if the church wants to reopen stakes, then they need to start putting some of these things into the church lexicon because of the youth of today it would be back in the chapel if they knew that about curry callings and pujazzle. Mm. Two F this, word testimonies. Two F word testimonies. That works. Indeed. That would get uh, if you want to in. see that, check our Q&A that we did with John Dolin. Okay, so uh, I think it's time for final thoughts on this whole debacle 
on everything that happened. Peter, let's start with you. What are your what are your final thoughts? Let's throw you up well, big I just on the think screen. that thing of how the rules can change on a dime. You know, we we use part of the reason so many people have been alienated from the church is intense shaming about guilt that living with endless guilt of all the things they're not doing and every Sunday everyone beats each other with guilt sticks and all the things you haven't done and then um and if you enter if you you know are foolish enough to be too honest with your your priesthood leaders you end up often fed into a mincing machine of shame and guilt and 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 certainly in the past a long process of repentance following the the patterns in miracle of forgiveness and you're just made to feel that that actually being good enough and worthy is incredibly difficult. We just had Bednar was just talking this, this evening to uh, a state conference we were watching online, and he was talking about that you know going to that scripture that we are saved by grace after all that we can do. And of course, being him, he off Susan was talking about you know well you have to do everything first before any grace can come in, and all that strain. But the second someone says, oh, we're going to put a temple in your town and your temple recommend numbers are really low and loads of people are going inactive. You need to scurry about and get lots of people with recommends ready to go and keep our temple worthwhile. And suddenly the standards change. Oh, you can repent in a week. Just go, just pay tithing for a week. We're good. Move forward. Come and get your temple recommends. And the timing is terrible just on a practical basis because, okay, everyone in Birmingham and Coventry is going to make their big life change and get excited and urgent and and have their temple recommend and stop smoking for a week. There's no temple to go to then. Like, this is really bad times. Get them excited when they can then actually go to a temple. But they've now probably going to have to still wait for years to actually have it. So it's rather, you know, there's going to be a a deflation of this balloon very quickly that's going to happen over the next month they'll realize their stakes and wards are collapsing there's going to be the trauma of which wards are going to disappear now and get sucked into other ones it is good to consolidate the youth as we've said they need more people their age in their congregation so yes consolidate away um pd's sister pd has been desperate for that to happen to struggling wards in the area for a long time um but it's all about failure and they're not going to suddenly have a boom of people. Um, and they're going to be quite deep into realizing they are still losing members as this temple is being built. And they're going to feel terrible. So everyone here is being set up for a big fall now. You know, it's going to okay. be that emotional roller coaster, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Thank but you. They don't care. They'll change all the rules for temple recommend if the numbers aren't looking right to please the people higher up mm -hmm. the line. Yeah. And we just because watched that happen in front of our faces. As we said, Russell yeah. M. Nelson's just gone, yeah, I want a temple, so I'm going to build one there. And they've now got to make it look mm -hmm. like it was mm -hmm. the right call. They've got to get enough temple recommend holding members there. Imagine what it would, he was saying, imagine what it would be like if everyone had a temple recommend. Well, I know what it'd be like for you, Elder Turvey. It would be the best day ever because you'd yeah. then be able to report that back up the line to Salt Lake and say, look, see, uh, Kevin Costner wasn't full of crap. Build it and they will come. There you go. Fine. Do I get my apostle hat? Exactly. There you go. Yes. That'll be some brownism points for him. <laughs> Laura and Julian, what are your closing thoughts? Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. Sorry to Litchfield. You were good enough, but you were swallowed up in Birmingham. Not your fault. 
um members you're not wrong these the members the numbers are depleting um and it's confusing being told that that's exciting news um echo the thoughts of peter when it comes to consolidating um stakes uh, and parts of wards i think that i don't think you're going to save the youth i think they're too smart and you need to start being honest in order to keep them however they deserve a fun time on the way out so you know nice big road shows and fun camps and and not taking them to the nearby temple every single opportunity would be great for them so they can at least have a good experience. Um, and then uh, standby for people claiming all sorts of miracles, because one of the things that was said was that uh, this is a going to be a, an area for wonderful miracles to happen. So I'm sure they'll be claiming of all sorts of... Um, I think the bar for miracles is incredibly low yeah. at the moment. Some of the things that I've been hearing. But, you know, personal miracles. Um, and then just um, wish us luck because you and I are in the new poetry stake. We are not temple recommend holders and we are bracing ourselves to be called in. We won't be turning ourselves in next week. Well, I won't be. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, why don't you two have a temple recommend? Why don't you? We, we need you to. You're making our numbers look bad. Ugh. PD, what are your thoughts? Awesome. New Jericho, I will attempt not to waffle. Um, so a couple of points. First of all, later in the meeting or earlier in the meeting, they said that several wards in the Birmingham stake would be uh, have boundary changes. And if you'd notice when he said it, he said Wolverhampton and Wolverhampton first ward, Wolverhampton second ward, probably going to go back together. They meet in the same building. And then he said Lich, um, Litchfield and Cannock together. And I think that might have been a bit of a Freudian slip and that those wards are going to go back together. Um, and then the others, I'm not too sure, but I thought that stood out. Then also 50 years, he was saying this is 50 years of hard work from Litchfield Stake and Birmingham Stake. Now, if I'd have known when I lived in the Litchfield Stake that to get to this ultimate exciting special moment all we had to do was have loads of people not come to church anymore i think we could have done it a bit faster than 50 years um, you know we could have got there a bit quicker um so and and if that's what we had to do to get the temple i mean come on guys if you're out there now just cut your attendance by 20 percent, and you'll get a temple there we go um, and, and then and then yeah just whenever he was talking about the temple I just felt like a naughty schoolboy who was being told off, who was being told they were getting this treat and they really needed to appreciate it. They really needed to understand that they were getting this, even though they don't deserve it. You're getting this temple um, and you need to, yeah, appreciate it. I just think mm. the whole thing's a joke, really. But D David Eaton, uh, thank you very much, PD. Um, our friend David Eaton said, sorry, you may have already covered this. I'm joining late. I felt managed today. The reason for the meeting was church decline, but no mention of it made. A huge authentic opportunity missed. I think quite great, right, that's David. A great voice, David. That's a great yeah, it's point. really good voice. Yeah, really um, good to see. And the other thing I'll say to a comment: New Jericho says the Litchfield stake is great. Was. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it was great. Sorry, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's no more. And I'd say that with genuine upset that it is no more. Sorry, Julia. come on, just yeah, please. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just want to chip in with this, and and it's just insulting. The whole thing is so insulting because we all know what's going on, and everybody, everybody that was part of that must have seen what was going on. 
And, and, you know, one of the things that wasn't mentioned in that list of things that we need to do in order to repent and to be able to go to temple is being honest. Just be honest. Be honest with us. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's not... You know, again, it's the, the it's the the um, leadership in Salt Lake treating us like uh, like we we children. Um, you know, we can take it. Just be honest with us. Tell us. You know, say, yeah, this is this is t- tough, and and there are people that are leaving. Acknowledge that those people are re- are leaving for valid reasons, and that we can do better. And there's there's, there's work that we need to do to make this a better place for the people that are um, that are here. And for us to, to maybe bring back some people that have left, or do, do you know what I mean? Ask it's for just, ideas. Ask just, the people that are in the trenches there. Ask them for ideas. You know, it was just such a massive bit of mind karate performed there by the by the leadership, where all they need to do is just be honest with us, and um, you know, and acknowledge that really that you know, genuinely acknowledge that hard work that's gone on for the last fifty years, rather than just saying to them, ridiculous statement about it being the culmination genuinely acknowledge say this isn't your fault <laughs> we know that these are going to be hard times you know we know that there are going to be people that, that fall away don't dismay you know that would have been so so much more comforting so yeah mm. thanks thanks for pointing that out david thank you david i'm sorry Nima. i know we need to end um but peter peter brought her up my wonderful wife sister pd and her comments today She's uh, left church as well as, as myself, and she's kind of like, oh, I'm not really interested. But she was interested in today because we used to live in the Litchfield Stake um, until very recently, and we were in a ward of 30 people. We'd all got several call-ins and just working really hard with your heads down constantly, you know, giving far too much time, um, busy work. And the stake president who we've all seen in the clips tonight, that was the person we were going to and saying, what, what's being done? You know, what are we doing about it? Can we join with that ward and, and just have more people because it's easier with more people and some community. And we were constantly told something's happening, something's happening. And today something was finally happening. And we sat there and we watched. And when the announcements uh, happened and I explained to her on the map all the changes, um, she doesn't. She was very angry because she said, "If I was still TBM and I was sat in that meeting, this meeting was exactly what I'd been asking for for the last seven years for some help from the brethren and the ward that we were a part of. Nothing happened to them today, other than the fact that they moved from Litchfield Stake to Birmingham Stake. There was no help. There was no. Your boundaries are going to change, so you'll get some people from another ward. You're going to move to an, like merge with another ward. Nothing." They've just been moved from one state to the next. So they're still going to have to have several call-ins and get on with it. And, yeah, she just felt like that was um, weak source from the uh, the brethren there. I think that was reflected. I know, um, you know, we I fast-forwarded through the releasings of all the stake officers. But people's names, some people, who I won't mention by name because there's no point you know, bringing them in- individuals. They're just members of the stake trying to go on. But there were some individuals that hold three state callings in diverse areas, right? With some overlap, but yeah. high councilmen that are also on state yeah. young men's presidencies who are also doing other things. Who are also, like, it was very clear just from those lists just how overworked these um, wards are. So I don't know whether combining them into a single stake, Birmingham stake, is going to help. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they thought Coventry Stake was clearly strong enough not to really need much help other than to get Solihull in and then Redditch, which by the sounds of it isn't a particularly large ward. So we shall see. We shall see how this goes. Uh, but what I want you to all do right now is hit the like button down below, is to go check out Priesthood Dispatches over on his channel at some point. Go subscribe to him. Check out Mormon Civil War. Check out Sunstone UK. Next time we have a Thrive event, if you've left Mormonism or if you're looking for community outside of the Mormon church with people who have had a shared experience, come along to a Thrive event. There's some of those happening in Europe as well. There's one happening in Germany on the 26th of this month, Sunday the 26th of this month. I will be there in Berlin. So check out all the details, thrivebeyondreligion.com. And your final assignment before you all disappear, all 294 of you, I am so grateful for all your support. I'm grateful for all the contributions. I'm grateful for the comments. It's been really great to have you here. What I want you to do is move yourselves over to 21st Century Saints. Go into that little search bar, type 21st Century Saints, and go check out the upcoming interview that is happening in about a minute or so. We'll see you over there in the comments. Have a great night, everyone. Take care. Bye now. See ya. Bye.